all of this week, we were talking about the power and importance and just the value of clearly communicating what your core values are and what your guiding principles are for your team so that they can grow and succeed with you. And today we're going to talk about the second core value that we have here at Business Marketing Engine, which is communication. So stay tuned and I'll talk you through what that means to us and how you can apply it to your business as well. So like I mentioned in the intro here, um, we're talking about core values and guiding principles, and we're going to be talking about all of the ones that we have here at Business Marketing Engine this week and over the coming weeks, because I believe that this is something that is an underutilized tool and sometimes an un a forgotten or even unknown tool for so many leaders and entrepreneurs out there. And so our second uh, core value for Business Marketing Engine is communication. And our right on our page, right on our website, it's right under the About Us section. Um, it says, be connected and available, responsive, respectful, and an active listener. And I believe, you know, that how we show up and how we communicate has such a massive impact on ourselves personally, because we hear what we're saying to others. We hear what I'm saying to ourselves, how we communicate with ourselves and with others matters. Um, I know as well that when we're intentional about our communication, um, which includes active listening, which is why it's listed there, because communication is not only about sharing the information you have but it's equally and maybe even more so about actively listening and being present to hear what the other people are saying. When we're active and successful and intentional about our communication, it's a huge you know, leverage point. It's a huge needle mover for us. And it's, it's really important. It's why I wrote my book, Atomic Words, uh, which you can check out at atomicwords.com because I talk a lot about communication in that book. And it's something that I don't think is a natural skill for all of us as, as entrepreneurs, CEOs, founders, um, and even as leaders, sometimes we get put into a position because we have a lot of the capabilities and skills and experience that we need to lead, but we haven't always really worked on perfecting and improving and just really making our communication excellent. And so it's it's our second core value because as a team, um, my partner, Rachel, always says this, and she's she's very good at communicating this to our team when she's involved there and with vendors we work with. She says, we are over communicators. And the reason for that is because in a world like we all live in today, where a huge part of it is virtual, but even if you're working in, in person in an office or an in-person team, um, too, too often it's easy for us, and I have done this, and for me, it's just, it's been out of ignorance or laziness, but too often we just assume the other person understands what we're saying or understands the, the instructions. And we make that assumption, we create a slew of problems. First, we're not filling in all the details for them, so it's going to be difficult to be successful. But if that's the habit and the norm and the culture in any organization or situation, then we're also creating fear and intimidation in the other people that are involved. Because if I say, you know, a couple lines like go solve this problem and go figure it out, I'm busy, then I'm immediately communicating to the other person. I don't have time for you. You're going to have to figure it out. You're on your own. And it just creates unnecessary stress because I actually do if I'm delegating something or if I, you know, if I'm, you know, leading the company or I have more experience, I'm just cutting off information from that other person, which isn't fair or effective. And so because um, this is our second, you know, core value here, communication, we really break it down and explain it, but then we also just model it. So being connected and available to us means 
you agree to the shift you're going to work, even though you're work, working remotely. And that means that if I message you or send you an email, then I should get a response in a reasonable amount of time. And based on the role, that differs a little bit. And so it's it's a, a relational thing that we understand inside of departments and, and in one-to-one relationships on our team. But we do expect that if we reach out, we're going to hear back reasonably quickly because if I'm asking a question or I'm giving direction or something's going on, I need to know that the other person got the information and they're able to act on it. And so being connected and available is important. We have a simple internal form for our team called a work interruption form that our team fills out when they have a power issue or their internet's acting up or they're not feeling well, you know, and that happens. And none of those things are a problem, but it's a problem if we don't know about it. So we ask our team members to fill out a simple work interruption form and then I'll know, oh, you know, that project manager's, you know, having, you know, challenges. They lost power and internet. You know, like we've had, we have team members all around the world and it happens in the States. It happens in other countries, you know, in today's world, losing internet, losing power, it happens. But because we have a process in place, most of the time they can get on their phone or on a data connection quick and send in that interruption form. And then our department can shift we can cover for them and we are still a team because they're connected and they're, you know, when they're not available, they're actually still letting us know. And being responsive, like I said, is a part of this too, because just letting something sit and not responding to somebody, um, unless, you know, unless there's a legitimate reason or you've put in a work interruption form, like in our case, that's, that's not acceptable because somebody else is hanging out waiting and they're stuck. Um, and so, you know, the things we do to make sure that we're responsive is one, if somebody asks something and they can't reply right away, like I was talking to my uh, systems admin uh, today who runs all of our tech in the background, and sh- uh, she asked me a question. I said, hey, I'm walking into a sales call. I'm going to get back to you in two hours. I was still responsive, but I didn't have the time to give her a full answer, and she knew where I was at with things. Obviously, as well, part of communication is being respectful because we believe in positive confrontation, which is one of our guiding principles I'll talk about in a later episode. Um, But no matter what's going on in the situation, you can share openly and honestly, you can talk about frustrations, you can talk about challenges, you can say if your feelings got hurt, but you can still be respectful in doing that. And so I always make it my intention to model to my team and say, you're going to know if I'm upset and I'm going to talk to you like this and say, you know, I'm upset that this happened. I feel very frustrated that this is where the situation got. And so I want to figure out the solution. And I, I don't have to be reactionary. I can, you know, I don't have to rage out or lose my temper or lose control. I can still say how I'm feeling, but be respectful about it. And I believe that in almost all situations in life, we have the ability and the choice to be responding and not reacting and to be respectful. And then once we've shared what's going on or for sharing our feelings of frustration or hurt or concern or being upset, then it's our job to shut up and be an active listener and see what really happened in the situation. And that's why it's really important to understand labeling, to understand how to communicate, because when we do that, we can show up honestly and release the pressure that we're feeling without damaging the other people. And then we can sit back and listen and go, oh, you know, maybe I caused some of this too, or maybe I didn't share information correctly, or where am I responsible for this, which is our first core value of being responsible. And so, Um, As it relates to your core values and how you're going to help your organization grow and succeed, it doesn't matter if you're working on marketing or you're working on a sales initiative or you're working on launching a new product, communication is absolutely key. And so setting an expectation of when communication is going to happen will help you move forward. Setting an expectation of how communication is going to happen will help things continue to stay on track and be successful. 
I talk a lot about that in, in my book. Like I mentioned, um, you can go to atomicwords.com to check that out. Um, and I would encourage you to list out what standards around communication are important to you. What do you expect? And when you enter a new relationship with a new employee, new vendor, new team member, you know, whoever you're working with, it will save you so much time and heartache if you list out and say, my expectations is this how is how communication is going to go. Can you align with that? Does that work for you? Because if you set the standard up front, there'll be a lot less confusion and, and you know, challenges later. And you'll also be able to, you know, run into things which would actually be good. Well, they say, I can't communicate like that or I can't be that responsive. Then, you know, that they may not be a good fit for you. So I hope um, these examples have been helpful, and I'm hoping that you are, as you're hearing this, you know, uh, are considering really taking time to flesh out what your core values are, and are they actually, you know, what you said they were before? Like maybe do an update there. And as we get into the guiding principles, I would encourage you to do the same thing. Really list out what are your guiding principles, and how can people, you know, how can you externalize your thought process, your values, and how you make decisions so that folks around you can make the same you know, effective and productive decisions as you. My last ask for you today is if you have any core values that you just live by, even if you haven't listed them out, or maybe you do have some listed out, share them down below. I'd love to read those and see what you're working on because these are the types of things that really do move the needle, help our businesses grow and help us be successful in the long run. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you on tomorrow's episode.